Would you write? We're live. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Queers and Soaps. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> You're you right. And I'm like, we're live. You're just like, hi, welcome to the show. <laughs> All right, let me start over. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Queers and Soaps. I'm Tommy. And as always, I'm joined by Aaron. Hello. And tonight we're launching a segment called Dysfunctional Family Night as a tribute to Soapnet's Gone But Not Forgotten Dysfunctional Family Night. And we thought it would be fun to revisit two of our favorite primetime family dramas, Party of Five and Brothers and Sisters. Mm -hmm. So we watched we watched the pilots of both of those shows, and that's what we're gonna discuss tonight. So roll the credits and we'll get started. I'm giving, so, a little, I'm giving a little trucker realness. John said, Tommy's probably going to say, did you go to John's side of the closet for tonight's episode? Something felt off. <laughs> All of this is mine, though. Every piece. Now, the hat <laughs> um, is Deadbeat Druid. It's from the Adam Bender series. Remember that novel I would tell you about, the White Trash Warlock? All of mm -hmm. that. They've got a little bit of a dysfunctional family in there, so I thought, well, not bring it out. Support my friend slash author. Cool. So, so do you want to talk about Party of Five first? I mean, sure. All right. So, oh well. We before we get here, here's what we'll do. Before we get started, which one do you consider the more dysfunctional family? Um, well, I saw the red on Twitter and I voted for the walkers. Um, I did as well. And at that point, everybody had voted for the walkers. It's at a hundred percent. Well then, yes, let's start with party of five. Cause clearly the walkers are, are crown jewel tonight. <laughs> Dysfunctional family land. So yes, party of five, um, right off the bat, it is very much of its time. It is so 90s. It's um, very 90s. Everything, everything was 90s. Just the clothes really shouted 1994. <laughs> it's funny. I was watching that seven that 90s show just mm -hmm. like because the episodes just dropped and Party of Five was mentioned in the show. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh you know, Mrs. Foreman was talking about Oh, I wish there was a new, like, I think she said something about wishing there was a new episode of Party of Five. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do not have the infamous theme song, and we don't get that for, like, I think five or six episodes. I know, that drove me crazy when I was watching on DVD. I know, the first time, I was like, oh my god, did they get rid of the theme song for the DVD? <laughs> I know, I thought the same thing, too. I was like, could we not just drop a little bit of money for the fans? <laughs> um, so we have the Salingers, there's five of them, hence the name Party of Five. We have Charlie, who's the oldest, he's around 24, or he, I think he says he's 24. Bailey, 
Julia, Claudia, and Owen. Um, I don't know their ages, but going off of like when they graduate, I'm gonna say Bailey's around 17, Julia's 15 or 16, Claudia's 12, and Owen is like one under a year. Or a I, year. I I looked <laughs> at the Wikipedia page today because I you know was curious about party of five and yeah you're almost correct okay good uh <laughs> almost <laughs> so we learn that their parents were killed in a car accident six months ago i think they i think so it was different i think for the time that's probably different because normally you start with the tragedy Mm-hmm. And we have already been like we're stepping in or joining their lives around six months after. Yeah, the aftermath of the tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like how we learned it. It wasn't just like exposition. It just like came up in like casual conversation. Like Julia has a crush on this guy PK at school. Who, <laughs> girl, I get it. I would have been all about that in 1994. <laughs> yeah, I was like. <laughs> You can cheat off my math test. You may not get the answers right, but you can cheat. <laughs> I was like, oh, you have a leather jacket? And your hair is slicked back like that? Okay, yes. We're in love. <laughs> uh, well, I was thinking the same thing about Charlie. I was like, I don't remember being this way, feeling this way about Charlie. The Matthew Fox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I watched it live then, but, you know, I was a, I was a wee little one. I wasn't even 10. Look at you having your second sexual awakening. In your I know. <laughs> I was just like, okay. Because I remember being a kid, like, Scott Wolf was, like, he was party of five. See, he, he never did it for me. I like Bailey, but, like, I wasn't attracted to him. Fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he kind of reminded me of Jason Priestley. And I also I, felt like he looked like he was 30 playing 15. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And he was older than Matthew Fox, I believe. I've read that, like a year or two older. But he was I've playing always, <laughs> I've always liked Scott Wolf, though. He went on to Everwood and. Sure oh, uh, yeah. I didn't watch Everwood regularly, but I remember my grandmother watched it, so I would like dip in here and there. Um, and then he was on like the reboot of that 80s show, V. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've seen him in other things since. I like him. He's a nice. So he's a nice guy, like I know him personally. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good actor. I think it was, uh, I loved when his character got with Sarah. Because uh-huh. I, I love Jennifer Hewitt, who love Jennifer Hewitt. Come until season two. Season I two know. Her. But she, she's a woman that has had my heart for a long time. Oh, mine too. My love for her predates Party of Five. Like Kids Incorporated days. Oh, see, I, I always <laughs> think of House Arrest. Her and Jennifer Tilly are both in it, and those are two of my favorite. Plus, Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. Just love. Um, we have our beloved Nev Campbell, our screen queen. Not so yet. Not yet. One more season, I think, and then she'll be our screen queen. <laughs> right now, she's just a sad teenage girl who doesn't realize that boy is not good for you. You won't realize it until you're in your 30s. But he was bad. <laughs> he was bad. Uh, we have Lacey Chabert. I never know if I'm saying her last name right. Um, 
who we grew to know from Mean Girls. She kind of blew up from that fame. Mm -hmm. And now she's kind of, you know, in the Hallmark family doing the Wedding Veil movies <laughs> with our Sammy Brady, Allison Sweeney. <laughs> um, and then it was just a child actor playing Owen. And then there's Owen. I'm just like, like he's a nobody. <laughs> um, one thing I do remember, and it all came back to me watching this, is how whiny they all are. They were a little whiny. They were. They get I was worse. just like, <laughs> I was just like, huh. I don't remember, like, oh, I mean, I get it. Your parents tragically killed awful. But, like, Charlie just still didn't move into the house. That kind of didn't sit right with me. Like, letting your little siblings. Especially since he's supposed spin. to be the guardian. You are yeah. legally supposed to be living yeah. there. Which showing that you're not even good with money, which I mean, we're in our 30s, we ain't good with money. Uh, and he's 24. <laughs> yeah. And then lecturing them, well, did you pay the mortgage? I, I as I watched the show, I was thinking I would have died at that age if I was like Bailey seems to be the responsible one. He's yeah. paying the bills, he's like keeping an eye on all the expenses. He's looking for Danny. looking for check one nine. I think it was one nine seven. Where's check one nine? <laughs> it made me. It made me realize. Wow, online banking is such a pleasure. Yes, <laughs> we're not. And then when the phone gets cut off, I'm like, what would they have done? Like, I don't remember what you would do if you're just because it's just <laughs> all right here now. It's crazy. I know. When um. Charlie said to him, did you pay the phone bill? Was it the phone bill or the electric? Or the water bill? It was one all of the bills. And he was all like, of it? <laughs> he was just like, what do you mean did I pay that? And then he was like, did I pay it? <laughs> I would say <laughs> these kids, I mean, not Owen, because Owen's one. These four kids, because I'm still, I mean, I guess we might as well say Charlie's a kid. He's 24. Mm -hmm. uh, if he's just wasting $12,000, you're a kid. Um, Apparently, they get fifteen grand every four months. Yeah, they don't know. Like, I feel like this shows like how much their parents took care of them, mm -hmm. and like maybe they didn't have chores or anything because Julia literally asked, "Can you put pizza down a disposal?" And I was just like, "She also said it's not cold. I like it cold." Like, I get it. I like cold pizza, too. But oh, no, like, I do, want, too. want it originally cold. <laughs> but it's the cold day after. Oh, when, it yeah. when it comes fresh, yeah. I need it nice and hot. Yeah, it was like, so put it in the freezer. <laughs> I know. Like, I feel like, ba poor, honestly, feel bad for Bailey. Because I'm just like, mm -hmm. he's the parent. And they have, like, a, a bulldog. <laughs> oh, the poor bulldog. I think... The reason he's moody is he's like, I gotta live with these four fuckers. <laughs> they don't they don't feed me. They can't feed themselves. I did the math and it's about the, the fifteen grand every four months is about nine hundred dollars a week. Which back in nineteen ninety four was probably a lot of money. Well, maybe not in San Francisco though. Yeah. I mean they would the older ones anyway would still have to have jobs. Yeah. Like that money is supposed to cover their expenses, like the mortgage and the bills mm -hmm. and stuff. Anything extra they need to have a job for. 
Um, Claudia plays the violin and she's really good at it. Um, apparently their mother also used to play. And she wants to help out, but she's only 12 years old. Yeah, and but she gets, her, she gets around town like she's a lot older. She has no parental guidance. <laughs> I know. I would have been scared out of my mind. Um, she ends up pawning her violin for money to help out with the bills. I, was like, I oh, know. I felt, I felt so sad for her. Then when she's like, will you put it in the back? And he's like, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah. Um, her violin teacher, I forgot his name. Oh, um, he's cute. Yeah, I know he ends up being gay. Yes, because that's a big storyline, I think, towards the end of season one. And I think Claudia at some point has a crush on him, and then she finds <laughs> out he's gay, and she kind of has an issue with it. But then by the end of the episode, she's like, gay is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is very much a product of the time of the uh, issue of containing... The Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Which, some I mean things, it's a family drama. It's so. kind of flood over throughout the seasons, but definitely. I, I just want to know how Charlie got guardianship when he didn't have a stable job. I don't know the court system, but I still feel like that would be a major one. I think it was just a plot point because he was 24, so he was legally just, an adult. Is it, to like not have them split up into foster care. Mm-hmm. How? Because they they kept reminding us though that the court document said they need a nanny for the baby. Yes. Um, their parents used to own a restaurant named after them, Salinger's, and it seems that they get to eat there once a week, or they made a deal to meet there once a week to kind of check in. I thought they had two weekly dinners. I thought it was oh. two. Okay, I I didn't catch how many times it was. I'm pretty sure it was two. I mean, not that matters. They eat there. Yeah, and I, I assume for free. <laughs> <laughs> so that should help out with the grocery bill. <laughs> well, they still own it, I think, technically. Yeah. Don't they? I think so. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Charlie, I think, works his way up to running it at some point, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he starts out as like a bartender. Yeah. Yeah. See, I just loved how he thought that guy was just going to give him money. Right. I love how the, he comes back. Boy, I've seen you come in here so many times do the same thing with your father. I give you the money, but you're going to work. And he's like, uh-uh, I got to work. No, Charlie don't work. Charlie um, just plays with his hair. I remember so, why a while back I had watched this, and I was trying to watch my so-called life at the same time. And... That song Everybody Hurts that played in this episode also played in the pilot for My So-Called Life, which mm-hmm. premiered the same year. And I'm like, wow, this was a must have been a hit on the radio at the time. <laughs> um, also, PK being like with like 3 a.m. at the Golden Gate, Golden Gate Bridge, I was like, why 3 a.m.? Why not like 11 or midnight? Like, why 3 a.m.? Who wants to hang out at 3 a.m.? I could see if we were already out and it ends up being 3 a.m., but like, who wants to start their night at 3 a.m.? Not me. Especially I, bet, I don't want to start at 7. I almost wake up at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like you said, Charlie ends up borrowing money, but he has to work it off. And that kind of like resolves the money issue of the week. 
Um, and that's pretty much the pilot. Yeah. It what was... did you think of it in a rewatch? I wasn't bored. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoyed, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't. It made me realize that there was a time when things weren't always just so bam, 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 bam. It was just kind of a subtle, dramatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, I remember when it's I a good when I had originally watched it like on DVD, I was like in such a rush to get to like Jennifer Love Hewitt that I felt like it dragged, but now just kind of appreciating it for like the episode. Mm. I thought it was good. It's a good cautionary tale to show parents are important. (laughs) Don't Don't grow up too fast. Don't blow blow your money on Jeeps and (laughs) um, failed business ventures. Yeah, it's, I thought it was funny when Charlie was like, I thought you were going to station wagon. I co-signed for a Jeep. Uh, <laughs> shouldn't you have had... I, I don't... I feel like there's oh, a lot of things wrong. We did mention they did end up getting a nanny who's Kristen, um, Kristen who ends up being a love interest for Charlie at some point. Who um, gets to drive the Jeep. Yeah, as part of the deal. I guess instead of paying her or... No, she was... It was like so much money less. So she he got, yeah, because he got the. She... Okay. Well, do you have anything else to say about Party of Five before we move on to Brothers and Sisters? Not really. Let's move on to Brothers and Sisters. <laughs> hmm, I wonder which one Al- Alan, Aaron likes more. <laughs> I can't help it. There, I mean, I remember loving Party of Five, Party of Five as a kid. Uh huh. And I, I, I mean, I'd have to watch more of it because I don't remember a lot of it. But Brothers and Sisters, I watched from the beginning. I watched it every night or every week. Love that show. It was so good. Um, I watched it on DVD. I didn't actually watch it on TV. Oh, I, Desperate Housewives, Brothers and Sisters. So right off the bat, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, well... <laughs> All of the storylines came like rushing back to me every time I saw somebody's face. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I love this show. <laughs> Same. Um, something that did kind of stand out to me in this was um, Kitty, who's played by Calista Flockhart. She comes back to California. I believe they live in Pasadena um, for a job interview to be an on-air um Political, so something or other. Talk, pretty much, um, one of those just kind of like talk shows where they argue back and forth. Yeah, um, she's been kind of a. She still talks to her brothers and sisters. Um, I love one of my favorite things about the show is like the constant chain phone calls that they ha- will have at like the beginning of an episode, where they'll be on a three way or somebody calls on the other phone. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just all connected. I love that so much. I've I've been on a few of those. <laughs> when you have a big family. <laughs> um her boyfriend in New York is played by Matthew C- I don't know how to say his last name. Settle, Seattle, Settle, something like that. He's really good at playing the creep. But he's really uh, good at playing the loving father too, as we saw in Gossip Girl. Yeah, the following season he 
He's got range. <laughs> um, but I saw Gossip Girl first. So I was like, when I saw this, I was like, oh, it's the dad from Gossip Girl. Oh, and then oh. later on, I remembered or I realized he was in I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. <laughs> he was in the in crowd, too. Oh, was he? I believe so. Huh, I have a storied history with this man. <laughs> you sure do. He's just always been there for me. <laughs> what? What? One thing I liked about rewatching this was it was fun to remind myself that you used to be able to have political talks and still realize, you know what, we're family, we love each other. Now it's if you're one way or the other, it's done. That's it. Okay, so they, not, they can have healthy conversations and had, you know. Yeah, so I'm going to get to that um, because there was something that stood out to me that really made me think. And I was like, wow, I'm probably going to view this series differently um, given the current climate. Um, so we have Justin, who I always had a crush on because I'm like, oh my God, he has a drug problem. We're going to help him out. <laughs> You <laughs> you should look at him in Yellowstone. He's only in the pilot episode. Uh-huh. But Hello Daddy. Oh, he's all like gray now, isn't he? Hello Daddy. That's all I can say. Like, hello. He was in he's in like the second or third episode of Fantasy Island also. Mm. With his real life wife, who he met on Brothers and Sisters. So it's a full circle moment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, and then he was also in 666 Park Avenue. Oh, yeah. Gone, but not forgotten, canceled show. Um, but yeah, was, so he, he's oh, the youngest okay. walker who enlisted after 9-11, went to war, came back, and has a drug problem, which happens to a lot of people. It was, it was whenever I had watched stuff from that time era, it just, it's so weird to think about how close 9-11 was like when this show like it wasn't even 10 years when this show started no so and that it's just it takes you back and thinking about things that you like oh i remember thinking about that or being worried about that it's something that thankfully we didn't we could kind of remove ourselves from if we didn't have family members that were mm-hmm. because it wasn't affecting us day to day but it was we just it wasn't in our forefront um so it it's weird to think that we were some, a part of something that was so historic and that they're probably learning about in school now um oh i was gonna say my cousins who are in either just finished high school or almost finished weren't even alive like they were mm-hmm. born in 2003 2004 and it's just wow that's it's that's just like man <laughs> um we have Tommy, who I've never... I never with. care for Tommy. And he ended up bad. leaving at some point, and I think they knew he was the weaker walker, and that's why they got rid of him. <laughs> There's something about Tommy's that just never sat right with me. No, and, but I like the actress that plays his wife, though. No, I, I, I said there's something about Tommy's that never oh, sat Tommy's. right with me. I thought you said Tommy. <laughs> just playing. Uh, no, I think something happened behind the scenes. Oh, really? And that's why he was written out. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our beloved Sally Field as the matriarch, Nora. I remember when I first watched it, because uh, huge Still Magnolias fan, just loved that movie. Seeing mm-hmm. her and the, that actor together, just as husband and wife, was like, oh. 
You yeah, had Tom Skerritt as the father. I can't remember the father's name. William. William. Um, did I cover all the? Oh, and I don't know the actress's name, but the one that plays Sarah, I love her. She was in Six Feet Under, and she's I mean, Australian. They're, yeah, they're. It was nice. Like I didn't care for her character in Six Feet Under, I guess, but maybe I haven't watched all of it, so I don't, shouldn't judge it that early. But I love. I like Sarah. Yeah, when I saw her, I was like, "Well, we'll get to it." Um, <laughs> I just remembered. I was like, "Wow!" I think Sarah consistently was my favorite. I love them all, except mm -hmm. for Tommy. But <laughs> yeah, I bet I, I would say Sarah and Kitty were always my favorite. Um. Who else? Kevin. Oh, and then there was Sarah's husband, who oh. is like a musician and kind of like in between jobs. Yeah. I totally forgot that they were having trouble from the pilot on. Mm -hmm. Like, for some reason, I was thinking it came when Rebecca came. And I was just like, oh, no, wow, they were talking about therapy. That's right. I forgot about him and Rebecca. Yeah. And I just was like, oh, dang. I guess 20... Well, no, I guess this show started in 2005? Six. 2006, okay. 19-year-old Aaron, I guess, wasn't paying as close attention as I thought I was. <laughs> um, so they're having a dinner, family dinner, and... Um, Kitty, Kitty's birthday. Kitty's birthday, and kind of like a celebratory thing for her possibly moving back. Mm -hmm. Um... But before the dinner, this is this is where I kind of was like, hmm, this is hitting different. Um, Nora and Kitty have a little confrontation. And she basically says, they haven't talked in three years. Um, you blame me for Justin going to war after 9-11. Mm -hmm. She's like, because you encouraged him. And she said, I told him I was proud of him. And she said... How can you, she said, me, Tommy, and dad have, are the only ones that have similar beliefs. She's like, but how can you find it in your heart to love those two who are, have fundamentally different ideals than you, but you can't find love from me. And that, that I was just like, wow, I never realized how, like, I guess I just didn't pay attention to the political part of it. That. Well Half of them are Republican, half of them are Democrat, and because I just assumed, oh, they have a gay brother, they, they're they're all liberal. <laughs> but well, it reminded me, like, in today's times, I'm like, Kitty voted for Trump. I don't know. I don't think. Mm -mm, I don't think Kitty would vote for Trump. You don't Tom, think no. Tommy, yes. Kitty, no. Because Kitty always talked about, uh, like her views. And to me, the view she had, like, she was all for Kevin having his life and everything. But there were just things. I don't feel like she voted for Trump. I just doubt. Because Trump would go against everything she believed in as the Republican Party. And then I started thinking about Rob Lowe's character. And wasn't he a senator? Was he, I mean. Yes. Was he a Republican senator? Yes. Now, his character, I could probably see voting for Trump as, like, Supporting the party line because Kitty was the always the one when it came to Robert that would just tell him, da 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 da. 
I can't think of examples because I haven't seen the show in a while. <laughs> but doesn't Rob Lowe have a gay brother that's played by Eric Winter? Yes, that gets with Kevin towards yes. the end of this season. Yes. So I see, that's back to me. <laughs> that's why I don't think Kitty would vote for Trump because I hate saying that name. Um, Kitty loves Kevin dearly. Mm-hmm. And the way that they're trying to push back rights for gay people or LGBTQ people, I don't think Kitty would stand for that, even as a Republican. Because I feel like, you know, I just don't. I could be wrong. That was just a scene that really, like... But that's something to think about. With me watching it now as a 37-year-old, I was like, oh, wow, this is layered. (laughs) <laughs> that it, it it's something to think about because if the show aired today, mm-hmm. how would this family be? Because mm-hmm. I could probably see the dad being Trump, you know, Trump supporter. Um. So while they're having a conversation, why'd you have to do that to me, Tommy? Sorry. Let me thank. <laughs> let me thank those. Because because see, I've always liked Kitty because I feel like she at at her core she's moral. Mm-hmm. I think she just believes like when mm, it's hard. I don't know. She's conservative. It's okay. She's, yeah, she's, she's conservative. conservative. Like there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with being conservative, as long as you're not a hateful bigot. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move like, on. I don't really want to. I was like, yeah, I know. Oh, I was yeah, like, I have a heavy topic in the show, but still. Well, no, it's. Yeah, no, it's, I have friends who are very Christian, but still they support me 100%. So see, mm-hmm. I think it's just back to the walkers and the dysfunctional family. So Justin ends up getting high and bringing a hookup to the party. And this is when I remembered how much I loved Sarah, because when they were by the pool and it was like her, Sarah and Kitty off to the side. She goes, nice like, rack. She says, nice rack. And I was like, mm-hmm. I forgot about her one-liners. And even when um, back at, uh, is the company called Ojai? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure if Ojai was the company or if that was a town. <laughs> it might be both. I don't know. It might be. Um, when her and Saul, the uncle, who is like the bookkeeper at the family business where kind of having like a standoff over her not being able to see the accounts when she stood up to him and said basically like this is a business i will not be talked down to as like i'm a child and she's like i'm your boss you're going to give me access to those accounts so i was like i, <laughs> I love a strong powerful woman me too. I do. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> um. Um. Oh, one last thing about Kitty and um, Nora. I think that part of their problem was Nora just reacts like she doesn't think. She normally, like, she'll hear something from one of the kids and automatically just, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, you know. She'll yeah. say what's on her yeah. mind at that moment. So, like, when Kitty was like, <laughs> I'm proud of Justin. During that time, I remember so many people just joining the army or that because 
they love the country and they wanted to like they wanted to protect their country they wanted a to lot do of, something yeah they, they wanted to, to make a difference mm-hmm. and kitty was just going as like her brother was doing something she was proud of you know support standing up for his country so i th- and i just think nora what also hit me a little hard during that conversation was her saying that she was six blocks away. She was in New York and she was six blocks away. And I live in New York, so I remember that fear. See, you could I th- see the smoke from even from Long Island, from the city, from the debris. See, and I think that's part of the problem. That was part of Nora's issue too, was she'd almost lost a daughter. And I don't think Kitty saw it that way. I mean, maybe. She may not have been close to where it happened, but in well, she Nora's said that she's mind, like, I was terrified. She's like, and then once I got over that, then I was terrified for Justin every day that he was gone. Yeah. So see, like Nora's just, she's in that mom protective mode. She, she's across the country when her baby was mm-hmm. in New York City, because no matter how old you get, you always your mama's baby. And mm-hmm. then Justin went to war. Her literal baby, like yeah. the youngest. So like. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I was listening to them to fight, I could see my mom and my grandma how sometimes they bicker, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, "That's mothers and daughters. That's just, you know, it's just dysfunctional well, family." Even when, okay, some of this happened later. So then, at the dinner after that conversation, they were all like, you know, giving a toast to Kitty for her birthday and saying like nice things about her, and then they get the Nora. And there's like a pause and everybody's like, what's she gonna say? Mm-hmm. And she basically tells her that she, like how much she loves her. And so that was like a little bit of, after that conversation, you know, Kitty gets a little teary eyed. And then in the kitchen, they have a moment again where she said, where Nora says to her, we fight. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, but it doesn't mean that we don't love each other. Yeah. And, and she says, come home. Like she literally says, take the job, come home. I want you to come home. Yeah, I've seen that in my family multiple times. The mother and the oldest child mm-hmm. fight. Uh, and, because they're, they're the alike. Day, because of you, they're like you. <laughs> we, we could be drawing blood, and then the next moment, if something bad happened or they needed us, we're there, or do we got to get a shovel? That, I know that's an outrageous you know, example, but just like... Listen, it's just, I... The older I get, the more and more I am like my mother. And when we fight, it's like scorched earth. Like, See, I I used is. to I used to have that kind of <laughs> energy, but then I got on Prozac, <laughs> and I can think a little more calmly, so I don't have those kitty noir moments anymore. <laughs> Thank you, Prozac, <laughs> for keeping me even, <laughs> keeping me just like alive, just. Woo! Oh my god! <laughs> oh no! I used to, my mom and I, I, we'd watch brothers and sisters together, and I'm sure we both would have moments where, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, like we've been there. Um. So while all this is going on, there's a phone call at the house, and it's for the for William and. He says, why are you calling me at my house? Um, and then later on, we see a blonde woman in his office. We don't we don't really get her name yet. I don't think we find out since the following episode. No, we found out during this episode. Tommy oh, kills 
Tommy told Justin it's Holly. They've known each other forever. It's no. Oh, okay, Holly. Okay. Um. So I mean, one can only infer if you haven't seen it that she's a mistress. Um. So the grandfather is hanging out by the pool by the youngest granddaughter, Paige. Paige, right? Mm-hmm. And they're just kind of looking at the stars, and she's like pointing out constellations. And he starts to get a pain in his left arm. And he's trying to like play it off. And but then I guess it really starts to hurt. So he says, Go get your grandmother. And while she's running off to go get Nora, he is a heart attack and he falls over into the pool. And the episode ends with all the kids jumping in the pool to like get him out. And I, I remember thinking they're not gonna kill him off. They're not gonna kill him off. I mean Sally Fields and Tom Garrett. Yeah, I was like, there's no way. You know, they were like, we'll reading <laughs> next episode. Um, yeah, yeah. I think what I really love about this show is take the politics out of it. I love when they have those moments where they're around the table, like you said, on the phone. They're joking. They're playing it's just like when they're like, remember, pa- was it Pablo? And even Kitty's high school boyfriend or whatever, who she. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the bad boy. And yeah. <laughs> and then uh, William's just like, that's a, that's a, we never want to say his name. You know, what? Yeah. And I was just like, oh, it's just, I remember saying, like, I remember saying around my, when we would have like big Christmases and stuff, sitting around and just always just go, tearing into each other. Remember when your hair looked like that, you know, or yeah. remember that time we had the pogo stick and so-and-so <laughs> was jumping on it and then she fell flat on her ass, you know, <laughs> oh, good times. Yeah. It, it, I loved it. I, I'm, I'm excited to keep watching. I am um, too. Because I, I always say, oh, I should rewatch it. Oh, I should, I should rewatch it. Mm-hmm. It's something you say and you never get around to. So well, I have a purpose now. <laughs> I was going to rewatch it and I just remembered I was because the episode was halfway through and I had to rewind it. Oh okay. Of, you know, I was like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I I I this, really this love, show, I love the Walker clan. This show more than Party of Five, I would say, is a soap opera. When I started remembering oh, yeah. that happens on the show, I'm like, this is a soap. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> Season five, like when they brought in Sarah's real father, I thought that's when they kind of was like, mm, maybe that's too much. Wait, Sarah doesn't have the same father? Sarah's Wait. not a walker. Mm-mm. I don't remember that. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Spoiler alert. Well, I'll probably forget again by the time we get to that yeah. point. <laughs> but well do you have anything else to say about that episode it was nice to see people argue about politics and not it not end and people going crazy and never speaking again yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i do remember before rob Lowe comes on the guy from um cougar town is like yes uh-huh so cute i like him I like he's <laughs> yes he is. him and Kitty were so cute together. 
I wonder if he was meant to be the love interest, and then they were like, oh shit, we got Rob Lowe. Fire him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's ask Rob Lowe, but he might say no. But they're like, oh shit, he said yes. Well, we gotta get rid of the other guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd like to add ho Holly. I always liked Holly. I did too. Doesn't she date Saul for a little bit? Yes, before Saul comes out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought I remembered Saul being gay. So, so. Yeah. Yeah, we found out he's gay. Then he has like a little kind of relationship with Summer's dad from the LC. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, don't, oh. I don't know the actor's name, so that's why I said Summer's dad from the LC. Yeah. He's been on stuff too. He was on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. I don't. There's besides Tommy. There's not a character in the show I didn't like technically. Well, besides William's other child that we find out about. Mm -hmm. I remember Tommy leaving, but I also remember him kind of making guest spots here and there. And I will say it was nice to see him in a smaller capacity. I did not need him there full time. <laughs> Same. Same. <laughs> the only thing I was worried about when he left was was like I hate when shows. One of them, like, character will leave, and then it's like, oh, your brother has missed almost every sibling's wedding. Oh, yeah. Or has missed every family event. Mm -hmm. Every funeral, every. Yeah. Like, trauma. <laughs> when after Peyton Lucas had left One Tree Hill, it's kind of just like they, and they missed everything. You know, it's like Brooke got married, Brooke's almost died. <laughs> you know. Haley's mom died. Haley, Haley had a babe. You know, it's just. Yeah, I get it. So, but what are you but gonna do? That's Hollywood. <laughs> that's show business. <laughs> that's show business. So, well, I, I'm excited. I hope we continue with the Walker clan. I th here's what we should do. Okay, let let's pick our which dysfunctional family was our favorite. The Walkers. Okay, the Walkers. Now, next time we do Dysfunctional Family Night, we're going to pick a different Dysfunctional Family and see how they compete against the Walkers. Oh, I thought we were just going to continue a party of five and the Walkers. And well, <laughs> I, I just thought that might be fun. Uh, make a little game out of it. So now we have to find another family drama. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to. I was just saying, yeah. We'll talk about it off screen. <laughs> <laughs> If that's what uh, you want, if you like my idea, let us know. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you for joining us for our version of Dysfunctional Family Night. And don't forget to listen to Tomorrow's a New Day, which has its very own Dysfunctional Family. Which is currently out on wherever you stream your podcast. No, I was going to say, with the, the family's that. Oh. <laughs> 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 that's. He's not, he's not catching what I'm throwing. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> well, as always, you can find us on all the socials at Queers and Soaps. And until next time, have a great night. Bye. Bye.